What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the It Doesn't Matter What Your Podcast is Called Podcast. BJ Cruz here with my tag team partner, the best tag team partner in the world in your face, uh, Young Bucks. Jeremy Lost. <laughs> Jay, how you doing, dude? Oh, man, these intros just get better and better. I am doing all right. I think I'm battling a, an early version of a cold. Uh, but You too, huh? What's with these summer yeah. colds? Yeah, I think I got something over the long weekend. I, th- I think I spent too much time laying out in the sun and drinking a lot of beer. Oh, you poor baby. Uh, <laughs> we are, of course, part of the Blue Wire Network, so please listen to all our shows on the network. If you love any type of sports, we've got the show for you, but you're here for wrestling, so we're going to get onto that. But first, Jay, hit him with our socials. Yes, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Doesn't Matter Pod. That's pod with a zero. You can follow Ben at Cruise Control. With that's control with a K, and you can follow me at Jeremy A. Loss. And please, please, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast, actually. But if you are one of our wonderful Apple Podcast listeners, please, please, please subscribe and rate us five stars in the Apple Podcast app. And with all that, now that all the uh, housekeeping is taken care of, that leads us into our main event. And our main event for this week is looking ahead to this weekend's. I don't. Want, I don't. I don't want to oversell it by saying big pay per view, but WWE pay per view Extreme Rules. Um, you know, it's the uh, the last pay per view before SummerSlam, before the you know WWE's big summer show. Um, and we've actually got a pretty decent card that I'm actually looking forward to to checking out on Sunday. So uh, just before we kind of do a match by match rundown, are, are, overall, how are you feeling about the card, and just what's what's your gut feeling on on how it's going to end up? So my gut feeling is that it's way too way too long. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten matches on this card. That is troublesome to me, um, especially because some of these cards or some of these matches probably just don't deserve to be on a, on a pay per view. Sure, but uh, I mean, it's fine, I guess. I, I mean. It, I feel like it, it is the, what it is. It's like the new norm, right? Like they they don't care about timing because they're they're running these shows on their own network, so they're going to run seven hour pay per views, and that's not even an exaggeration because that's how long WrestleMania was. Um, yeah, it's, it's 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 getting a little out of hand, but at the same time, they have so many guys and girls that in and even still, some people are being left off, which is still crazy. It's cutting into my euphoria time, though. That's the problem. <laughs> like I like I. I'm gonna to have to watch Euphoria on a Monday at work, and that's like super awkward if you ever watch that, that show. That is, uh, <laughs> that's risky, man. Yeah, I know. That's like an HR violation <laughs> yeah, just waiting to happen. You're living on the edge. <laughs> uh, so speaking of living on the edge, we have let's let's start with the big match, the big uh, you know looking ahead at the biggest match for Extreme Rules. We've got Seth Rollins, the Universal Champion, as well as his girlfriend or you know he's I should take that back. He's the man's man. Uh, he's he's partnered with his significant other becky lynch who was the raw women's champion and they are taking on the strange duo of baron corbin (laughs) and lacey evans and you know as well as it being a mixed tag match both seth and becky's titles are on the line so there's some stuff uh, at stake here and i i think we all know how this is going to end up but it's and it's it's been a weird uh, they've extended both these feuds in such a way where it's surprising that it's even lasted until now. But this seems to be the you know the big blow off. Yeah, I, I I mean I really hope it is a big blow off. I mean this these feuds have really run their course with me. 
uh, I, I really feel like the and in, to be honest, like the the Rollins Becky storyline has run its course with me as well. Like if I don't feel like they need to be have they don't they don't need to be in a storyline on TV just because they're in a relationship in real life. Like the man's man shirt was like the the final straw for me. I was just like, come on, that's like, gonna be just, on sale real quick. <laughs> I mean, you could probably get it for a dollar on Sunday night, but like, yeah. I'm just I'm just ready to move on with with both of these. I. I do think that Rollins and, and Becky will will keep, will retain. I feel like there's going to be some funniness though. There's going to be like a schmoz going on with the finish. I don't think it's going to be clean. Like maybe like something weird happens where like Becky ends up pinning Baron. I don't know how that's going to work. Like I don't know if that's going to be. Oh, like, they some did sort kind of tease that on Monday with uh, you know Becky eliminated Lacey super early. And then it got super weird because then obviously she couldn't within the rules fight Baron Corbin. Um, so then, oh, Seth you mean, mean Zelina? Zelina? Oh, I'm sorry, Andrade. sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so the, that obviously, so I think they were kind of teasing that Becky could take on um, a guy, uh, which you know they're still kind of floating and, and kind of dancing around that idea. Um, so th- that could be the most interesting finish uh, if they're if they're going to do that. So I'm I'm not mad at that. I, yeah, I, I mean, I do think Seth and Becky will retain ultimately. So. I wouldn't be mad at like WWE implementing some intergender wrestling. I think like intergender wrestling has this like this stigma that it's it's not a great product. But like if you look at like Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard, that in was the match, an incredible match. Yeah, the match they put on at Slammiversary was awesome. So it's like you have somebody like Becky who is should be the face of the company to be honest, and like just let her do what she wants. If she wants to wrestle a man, let her wrestle a man. There's, I mean, there's, there should be no boundaries for her. She should be in the main event at all times. And I feel like Vince is afraid to put her in the main event unless it's with like Seth or Baron or somebody else. And it's just like, who cares? Just let her be the main event. And I think this is a way that we can just kind of move on from everything and hopefully get Becky back to the spot where she deserves to be. And that's the main event on her own. Yeah, rather than I, having to like have Seth ride our coattails, I, I wouldn't put it past them to have Becky go over on on Baron here, just because, especially with uh, with Heyman now kind of running that side, or not running, but you know he's in Vince's ear cl- uh, closely on on the Raw side. I do think that we can see that because um, I think Heyman's fingerprints have been more evident so far um, on Raw than on um, Bischoff's on SmackDown so far. So I, I think that's a definite possibility. And I think with, um, you know, initially, I, I think, you know, Vince was attaching Becky to Seth to kind of rocket strap her back to the top. Uh, because, again, we've talked about on the show a lot that they had essentially shoved her down the mid card, right? right? And it through no fault of her own, was kind of, it was get, like her shtick was getting kind of repetitive because she was facing the same person over and over again at the same time on Raw. Um, and if this was ultimately a catalyst to get her back and then, you know, with giving Heyman the reins to help her, you know, take that star even higher, um, I, I, I just hope that that's what is happening, you know, with ultimately with this, uh, with this result. So that's, uh, that's what we can uh, <laughs> hope for, that this is the end of that and she can kind of move on to, uh, to a, another feud. Like, I, I like Lacey Evans, but I think you, you talked about this last week that her, her gimmick, her shtick is getting a little old and especially kind of being like at the top of Raw, like we just need something else for right yeah. now. I mean, uh, side note, like, Lacey punched the shit out of Becky on Raw on Monday. Oh, Did you see the slow mo? Yeah, yeah she punched punch. the shit out of her. Um, but yeah, I, I think we need we need to move on. The only thing that's like kind of that kind of worries me is like, where does Becky go? Like, who does she move on to? That's a good question. They did strip Raw of like 
all of the women. And now that Heyman and Bischoff are running thi- or helping run things, I think they. I, I did read that they are going to start solidifying and getting rid of the the wild card rule that's become insane right yeah um because especially with smackdown going to to fox eventually like they're going to need to define these lines more and more so they might have to switch some people over i mean you know i I know that we'll kind of get to this in a little bit but you know sasha banks is being teased as to return so maybe they shove her over to raw and that's you know, some sort yeah. of four horsewoman uh, relationship there that they can they can do because Raw is, in terms of their women's roster, is very very thin. It's very depleted. I mean, without like without Ronda there, um, it, it does lack the star power to really elevate Becky. Um, because maybe she, I mean, maybe might be time for Shayna to come up. Like, I mean, I wouldn't be mad about that. I yeah. mean, if we can get, but I, I, I mean, I think it would probably be after SummerSlam for Shayna to come yeah, up because yeah. yeah, I think they to, are building take towards over. Right. yeah. Um, so let's move on. We can talk about quickly get into Roman Reigns, Undertaker versus Shane and, and Drew McIntyre. I feel like we're beating a dead horse here in the sense of like nobody wants to see this. Um, that is correct. I mean, <laughs> we no, nobody wants to see Taker in, in a match again. Even though like I, I saw some rumors over the weekend that they could possibly do a Undertaker Drew casket match at SummerSlam, which is like just. <sighs> awful in my opinion like just really just don't do that please don't do that um and, and i i think this is ultimately going to be something that they're going to continue to build on for for roman and shane leading into uh eventually smackdown going into fox i think this is the this is the few that they want to build that brand around going right. on to the onto the big brand uh i i have a feeling this match is just going to be completely like complete dog shit i just don't expect it to be good at all I mean, uh, it's going to be Roman and Drew, you know, shouldering the biggest load in this match. I mean, Taker and Shane will probably get a hot tag in at some point, and they'll kind of run through all of their, you know, their go-to moves, and that'll be that. Um, and, you know, maybe Roman is isolated the whole match, and then Taker gets the hot tag, and he ends it. Like, I think that's the most ideal situation, especially, at, like, they need to make Taker look good, especially after Super Showdown. Like, he he, he needs a, a bounce back, and they need to put him in, the, in a good position to do so. Um, and you know, I think oh, if they are setting up for this Taker-Drew match, um, it'll ultimately be Taker- you know, burying Drew, um, and then that can lead to their whatever their casting match. And like, I'm with you. Like, I, I don't necessarily want to see this match, and, and it has to do more, more so with Shane. And we'll we'll definitely touch on that. Well, yeah, we'll a definitely later. Get to it. Because with the, uh, tonight on SmackDown, ooh, it was uh, it got it got, it got spicy, um, but in a good way. But yeah, this should be this. They got a little desperate, I think, with um, with bringing Undertaker back, and I think they needed. A little desperate. Uh, yeah. They got like fully <laughs> I was, desperate. I was just trying to be nice. But, you know, with this being, um, they needed to kind of save face because their past couple pay-per-views haven't been all that great. I know Stopping Grounds um, actually, you know, as we spoke about, wasn't that bad. Like, it actually kind of was okay. But they need to hit. It just um, didn't draw. It didn't draw at all. Like, they need right. people, people in the seats. Exactly. So, the, the, you know, they hit, you know, an infield single with <laughs> with Extreme Rules. Or, sorry, with uh, with Stomping Grounds. And they, they kind of need to hit a double or triple, at the very least, with, with Extreme Rules. So, you know, Taker kind of was that, that safety net. And I hope they just, they don't abuse uh, how much they use him. And they kind of just, Roman's kind of been stuck in this weird middle ground too since he came back and it might be i might be on purpose because they don't want to shove him to the top and then fans will revolt 
But um, yeah, hopefully, you know, you know, Roman went over tonight on on SmackDown against Dolph. But uh, kind of building Roman back up to uh, that top level status would be uh, this would be a, a solid way to start that. It, it's like they're trying to do a slow burn with Roman, but they're doing it in the wrong way in, in terms of putting him in a feud with Shane. Like have him feud with other people. Like There's have him like, jump around. Plenty. You know, it's like just have him. Like I don't. I mean, you and I have spoke to this ad nauseum. Like. We don't like what they're doing with Shane in the sense of that they're giving him all the shine. They're making him the, the central uh, heel for both shows. So, like, just have Roman jump to different feuds. I think getting Shane off TV would also open up Drew to become more of a star and allow his his actual character to grow again. And, and hopefully, like, if they do end up doing this this Undertaker match at, at, at SummerSlam, I think that could also be a, a great way for them. Well, I don't think it's going to be a great way, but I think it, it, it's a way for them to to help rebuild Drew as a single star. Right. Like if like they he were would, to do they that, they would need to put him. He would need to go. He over. He would have to go over one hundred percent. Put Taker in the over. casket, and I, if that's ultimately their plan, and to literally and figuratively bury Undertaker for at least a good amount of time, uh, like I, I can kind of get on board with that as long as it means Drew going on his own and becoming the the guy that we thought he would be. You yeah. Know, after WrestleMania, definitely. Uh, moving on to, we have Kofi and Joe this weekend. Uh, very odd the fact that like Kofi didn't show up. He wasn't on Raw. He wasn't on SmackDown, and they only showed Joe with a taped promo. Like yeah, that's really yeah. weird to me for a, a a world heavyweight title a title match that neither one of them are actually like live on the show on the go home shows. Uh, I understand that Kofi probably was injured at a house show over the weekend. Uh, but it's still like you could still have him come out and and do a promo to the live audience. Like that just doesn't seem like good promotional practice to not have these two on a on the go home shows. Yeah, it was it was a little odd, but it, it, I guess to just play devil's advocate, they did do a good job of building it up in such a short amount of time, right? Like the past two weeks, where you know they were physical and they did have interactions, like in person, were very very good, and that started to build um, towards this feud, which again started pretty quickly because joe was still united states champion and he had to drop yeah. it so there was a, it, it was a little funky and convoluted uh, especially once he got the title back from ray and then you know dropped it to ricochet so um it, like it wasn't the worst thing that they've done right like in in terms of all the things that they could have done wrong like this was i, I would file this more under probably bizarre and strange um but i don't think it killed like what's gonna probably be a very 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 good match um and like I don't know, man. Like, I, I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility that Joe goes over and becomes champion. I, don't, I like. I, I think it's highly unlikely because I think they want Kofi as champ going to SummerSlam. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, 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 I could could it be Joe? And I mean, is there? I know Heyman has lied about the cash in in the past, but like. Is there a cash in there? I don't know. I'm just. I'm oh, just saying, so like, you think possibly like Joe goes over and Brock cashes on Joe? Maybe, and then I—I I don't even. Yeah, I—I'd I, I, be fine with that, and maybe Joe retains. <laughs> like, I mean, that'd be interesting. I—I I, I would love to. I mean, if you're gonna get Bro- if you're gonna bring Brock back, why not put him in there with Joe and just have those two like slug it out? That'd be a fucking awesome match. Yeah, like, that'd actually be something. I, you know very well. I'm very anything with Brock involved. Like, I'm, my brain shuts off. Uh, but I'd be into a Brock. Joe match just because like that feud would be great because not only could like in the in the ring Joe can hold his own in terms of like just being the muscle alongside Brock's muscle but like on the mic 
Joe can go toe to toe with Paul Heyman. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And like that's gonna build it even more. So that like Paul Heyman is isn't constantly burying somebody on the mic. Like Joe can give it back just as well. And then the ring, like the, they'll be able to handle it. Both of them, like they'll be able to just put on a show because they're both like gigantic dudes. Yeah, yeah. No, it would be. And they did face off last year, didn't they? Was it a year? Was it last year or the year before that they they had one match? I thought I think it was last year, and it was like Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> yeah, is where they had that match, yeah, yeah, and they, it was like, come on. Yeah, and they, yeah, they brawled and um, everything. Yeah, it was twenty seventeen. So oh, shit, it was that long ago, man. Yeah, yeah, it was Great Balls of Fire though. Great, yeah. great knowledge by you. Great oh, memory. Man. Great Boy, Balls of Fire. Ultimate. With a pay per view name like that, you know, you, you got to remember it's, it. It's pretty damn unforgettable. <laughs> Moving on to. Uh, the SmackDown women's title picture. We've got Bailey taking on Alexa and Nikki Cross, and uh, they've, you know, we kind of alluded to this earlier. They're very much teasing the return of Sasha Banks, and you know everything that I've read. Is I that mean, it is it is a hard, hard, it's a hard tease. Very wink hard tease. at the camera. Yeah, like they are just like they're like doing everything <laughs> other than saying Sasha Banks is going to be there. Like yeah, like you can't find a friend. <laughs> like she, you know, everyone knows who her best friend is. Like, we're like it's stupid. like come on, man. Like at least mask it a little bit, but like they're just like they basically saying Sasha's showing up. I, I wouldn't put it like she's gonna probably gonna show up mid match and, and help Bailey retain and then we'll probably have a, a tag team match at SummerSlam maybe. I don't I don't know exactly what the plans are because it's kind of like a muddle. I mean build. technically so l- let me fantasy book real quick. So Sasha comes back, she helps Bailey return, then they invoke their rematch clause Against the Iconics. Cause they, did they have that? I don't think they did, did they? No. Ooh. So then Bailey's fantasy. a double champ. So more fantasy booking for you. Okay. Sasha comes back, helps Bailey, and then turns on. Turns. So it's like... And then we get the Sasha heel turn that we've been dying for. Right. What we've wanted. Um, it'd be, this is almost like scarily mirroring the Dean Ambrose thing from last year. Yeah. When again, kind of even down to the when Seth needed someone in his corner uh, when he was taking on Dolph and Dolph had Drew and it was like oh I wonder who's gonna be his corner and it was just it was lining up with uh, at the time Dean Ambrose like coming back like his recovery time and we're like yeah man we know it's gonna be fucking Ambrose just just say it or like don't like don't tease us like we're stupid um, yeah. and then we, I I remember we were watch uh, we watched that. SummerSlam together at this bar that we barely survived, and <laughs> you were yelling at the TV uh, for for Dean to turn. Obviously, that happened a few months later, but it's it's kind of similar that 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 that's could possibly what happens. Um, but anyway, I I think Bailey's going to retain, and like you said, Sasha will help that outcome become a reality. Um, or or they can throw us for a complete swerve. Bailey or Sasha comes back, costs Bailey the title. Alexa wins it, and then Nikki challenges Alexa for at SummerSlam for the belt. That's another way they're going. Is like they're gonna have to bring. Yeah, does that draw though? Is is Alexa Nikki Cross enough of a draw? Like I like everything I, I that mean, Nikki Cross is doing. They I mean, are building a, great. They're building Nikki Cross. Like they they're, are, they're yeah, doing. Yeah. She's getting over. Um, I don't know if that draws. It, it doesn't draw more than Bailey versus Sasha, but right. it's an interesting storyline. Since they've been building it for so long, 
Yeah, but, I just is it SummerSlam worthy though, right? Like that's definitely great balls of fire worthy. <laughs> but <laughs> is it SummerSlam? Like I, I think it would have to be if you're gonna have that kind of like a turn of some sort. Like it has to be Sasha Bailey. True. You know, yeah, where it's it's kind of similar to how it was. Uh, obviously, this was a triple threat match, but Charlotte and Becky and Becky turns, and that that made that moment feel even bigger because it was just at a bigger event. Yeah. Um, so. Anyway, moving we gotta on move to, on. Yeah, we gotta moving, move on. <laughs> moving on to a three-way tag team match for the SmackDown tag team titles on the men's side. We got Dan O'Brien and Rowan versus the New Day versus Heavy Machinery. Um, and they've actually done a pretty solid job of kind of making each of these teams a legitimate in terms of who could walk away with the titles. Um, I know you're a big heavy machinery guy, so Just I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna lob it up to you and see if you can <laughs> throw it down to to make Jesus. your case for why. Heavy machinery needs to be. The Don't fumble this. Just give the belt to Otis. <laughs> like that's all we care about. Like he's, Otis he's is incredible. so over. Yeah, he's like, incredible. I mean, the guy is great. From like his mic work to his character work to like in ring, he's not bad. He's not bad at all. And like. Don't overthink it. Don't don't give the belt back to New Day. Don't keep it on Daniel Bryan and Rowan, who are fucking like they've they're dead. Like in my eyes, in terms of like <laughs> Jesus Christ. what they're doing. Like just give. I don't care. Give both belts to Otis. Otis needs a belt. Like I need. I need Otis to have a belt. He's the man. Otis as the tag team champions by himself would be incredible. Like yes, I, that would be a big sell. I'm I'm in the opposite camp of give it to New Day because I want New Day to have all the belts. I want them just at least for maybe one, just for a stretch. They can drop them at SummerSlam. Like they don't need the belts, obviously, because they're they're one of the top acts in the in the company. But um, I just kind of want to see. I want New Day to have their all the belts moment, and maybe that maybe that's at SummerSlam. I don't know, but um, I, I I do kind of want to see that where you know because I was actually I was watching the um, the Batista twenty four on a yeah. on WWE Network, and you know within that whole it was like an it's like an hour-long episode um the thing that stood out to me is that you know all at some time all great factions like hold all the belts and it's just a cool thing like and eventually they do lose them um but it, like I, I was reminded when evolution had all <laughs> literally all of them held titles and it was just a cool image um and it's very rare for one for there to be even a face faction at all uh these days but i just kind of want to have that image especially because again new day's been just they've been stellar for so long and obviously kofi has f- finally gotten his rose um a little bit in his time in the sun but I, I would i would just love to see that that image um at some point so I, I actually want New Day to break up. I <laughs> yeah, want Biggie. I you, want Biggie to go on a single. You, front. You've been, you you hate happiness. <laughs> you, you you just want everyone to turn on each other. Um, I, I want chaos. I want to see yeah. Biggie turn on on Kofi and and then get his own shine as and as the, a, that that's definitely coming at some point. We just because he's just so good on the mic. He's he's his his he evolution on the good. mic yeah, is he got so, real good. I mean, they were dropping like three way innuendos tonight on SmackDown that were just like <laughs> yeah. fucking priceless. Um, yeah, he, yeah. If oh man, some, we should do a breakdown of that. Just like how far Big E of like the three of them has come because Woods was always good on the mic and just kind of had to put together like a character. Um, yeah, Kofi was always good, um, you know, in the ring, and but 
E of the three of them, he he had that like since he was a bigger dude, you're like, oh, he's just the muscle, right? Like he was yeah. Dolph Ziggler's muscle at one point, um, and then for him to of the three of them, arguably become like the funniest one and the most charismatic, that's kind of crazy. So, um, you know, that could be that could be something we do on a slow week. Like if it, if there's like nothing going on, that could be the main event. Or we just do an evolution of a character. Yeah, that's a cool idea. And just kind of uh, like break down promos, like even from uh, they're like they're all on YouTube. <laughs> I'm sure we can pull yeah, some yeah. of the network. So, um, yeah, yeah, I like that. Let's let's uh, stick that in our back pocket, and we'll uh, we'll 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 pull that one out when we need it. Um, and so right. speaking of pulling something out when they need it, Alistair Black finally back <laughs> in uh, in ring action for. Uh, He's been feuding with the uh, the camera. <laughs> it seems like an eternity. Him and Mojo feuding with the him and Mojo Rawley were like yeah. They were they were each feuding with the camera. I don't think they either of them realized it. Um, but Alistair Black feuded with the camera just enough to where someone finally responded and answered his call. And we've got Cesaro. Oh, I'm ex- I'm excited for this match. I know there's like it's a very small build, but um, two. Two guys who can really, really work in the ring. I'm very, very excited about this. Yeah, I think this is a kind of a match where you don't need a build. Obviously, like yep. both of these guys are not great on the mic. Like these promos, like like you said, he's been like basically feuding with a camera for the past month and a half or however long he's been doing these promos, and they haven't been great. Um, so I think like Cesaro is the perfect guy to come in and just like let's just put on a show in the ring. Like these are two phenomenal workers, and they're just going to have a, a really solid singles match. It's probably just going to be. A one-off. Like I don't think they're going to continue this feud very much longer, um, because I think Cesaro is weirdly going to go back to like I think a title picture of some sort, whether it's U.S. title or IC title. Like I just feel like they're giving him a little bit of a push. Yeah, I mean, rightfully so. Like he's he's been stellar since he you know he came in and hit the stuff that they did with the bar was amazing, and he he's just never gotten the solid singles push that he's really deserved. Right, like. Uh, I know they started. They tried to stick him with Heyman at one point, and that just didn't play out like at all. So, and again, like he, him, and the IC title picture probably makes a lot of sense right now because, like, I'm into the Finn versus uh, Shinsuke, you know, feud that they've got going on for the title. But at some point, Cesaro's got to get in the mix. Like, yeah. and even put him in the world title picture. Like, he's that good, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I think we. He's probably one of the most undervalued, underrated guys period on the roster and like the work that him and Sheamus were doing in the tag team ranks you know again was super underrated and and rightfully that they were one of the best tag teams um you know in the game so I hope he gets his singles push that he very much deserves what if they did a four uh like basically like a four-man tournament for the IC title like if they did Finn Shinsuke Alistair and Cesaro and basically made that like a mini feud where they did a tournament or where they just had like eat all four of them kind of like round robin facing each other, like because yeah. the match Shinsuke and Finn put on a pretty sol- solid match, and actually Shin- Shinsuke oh, was, went over tonight. Shinsuke, was, so it's like he looked amazing tonight. Like, I mean, just, it's I mean, obviously we haven't seen him in a while, so maybe it's, it's incredible just, when you put him on TV, right? Yeah, you're like one of the best wrestlers <laughs> in the world. Looks great against another really really good wrestler. Um, but I think just, let me let me bounce off of that idea that you just put out there. Like, let's take those four, throw in Ali. And I don't know who, who else is on SmackDown. Th- give me uh, like on Andrade, right? Yeah, Andrade. Throw them all in a ladder down, match. Yeah. Like, what what are we doing? Like, I feel like this is it's it's very simple. Like, there's there are six very deserving guys of kind of that mid, you know, let's call it the secondary title. Um, like, and they're all amazing workers. Like, let's put them in there and see what they could do. Like, they could they could 
I don't think they've had this depth of talent kind of in the middling the mid card range, right? Yeah. In a, in a very long time, and the fact that they haven't used it yet, and maybe they're saving it for SummerSlam. Like that's that that would make sense to me that you know a, a, a ladder match of that magnitude happens at a bigger show. So yeah. you know, knock on wood, crossing fingers that that does happen. But they need to do something with the six of them, or like even if it's not for the title, like they need to find something for all those guys because they're. They're too good to not be on TV, and like Shinsuke right. is just further proof of that. Yeah, I really love the idea of that of a of a, a ladder match at SummerSlam. Have yeah. a ladder match with a title. Like they've been doing ladder matches with just like the briefcases for so long now. Like I can't remember the last time they actually did a ladder match for a title. Was it like possibly WrestleMania, like a few years ago for the IC title? Like yeah, I remember it, they were doing. That was a great match too. <laughs> they had a they had was they that had Brian when match Brian for, went over. That was at WrestleMania 31, and then they did it again at 32 when Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder, but like yeah. that, that's like the last time I can remember they actually did like a legit ladder match for the title. Yeah, I mean, I could be missing something. That I mean, I'm sure they did another one somewhere with like the the world heavyweight title or something along those lines. But well, I think that to to your point now, it's just like ladder matches in themselves are very memorable, right? They're 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 just super high stakes, quite literally. And it's um, a spot fest. It's a it's giant a, spot fest. Right. And and if you put guys who are actually really good at what they do and give them the ability to have a spot fest, like this is of all the times I think that they could do it the, the, with this core group, like it would be freaking stellar. So, yeah. hopefully that they are. May, I'm hoping that they are just kind of already on that train of thought for thinking. Um, who knows with like you know with Bischoff. That's this is Bischoff's show, right? I don't I don't know how he feels or what his uh, his theories are on on ladder matches, but I hope that it is kind of going down that path where we can see all these guys who are really good at working, um, just working with each other. Yeah. All right, moving on. We have we have Ricochet and AJ Styles. Um, this. Outside of uh, the Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon Insta feud that popped up tonight, which we will talk about later, this has been probably the best feud and best buildup, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I really, really love the fact that they turned AJ heel again. Uh, so heel, AJ, heel AJ Styles before he came to the WWE was probably his best work of his career. Um, and, and, and they got the Good Brothers back together. I just felt like this is exactly what his character needed. He needed to refresh. And to get it by turning heel and going against a guy that they're definitely like 100% pushing hard um, is great. And I think these guys have the opportunity to put on a pretty phenomenal high flying match. Um, so I, I'm super excited about this. I really do think AJ or Ricochet is definitely going to go over. I think they're just like they're, they've strapped a rocket ship to that guy's back right now, and they're they're. They're just going to push him to the moon. Yeah, Heyman is a big Ricochet guy, apparently. And rightfully so. Like, the dude is a freaking star, right? And we all knew that once he got called out from NXT... I mean, we saw it in NXT, right? That he was going to be the guy... At some point, he was going to be the guy once he got called up to the main roster. And he's yeah. just proved that over and over again. And again, Heyman is, uh, by all reports, a big, big fan of him. So he's going to you know, he's gonna get pushed even more than he already is. Um, I just have, like, one... Like, does Ricochet not have any friends? It, it's just so bizarre to me that he keeps getting beat up by three dudes and not one person has been like, I should maybe go out there and help him. Like, I know Alistair Black's on a separate show, uh, and so maybe that's why he hasn't helped. But, re- like, Ricochet needs to make some friends. Like, <laughs> this is just, it just seems kind of, from a, from a sports perspective, if you're getting just constantly, or, like, from a life perspective, right? Like, if I was getting beat up by, like, two other guys, I'd give you a call. 
like, yeah, yo, I'm I jumping need off the top help. rope and dropping yeah. a, dropping an elbow. Yeah, on I'm somebody. like, bring bring a trash can lid and let's let's, <laughs> let's go to let's go to a work. cookie sheet. I got yeah. a cookie sheet in Is my it, oven right now. I can yeah, pull that out. Yeah, the only fights, the theoretical fights I get into are street fights. So, um, <laughs> but you know, that being said, like this this is going to be a solid match. And I think I also did read that. AJ with now you know him turning heel and the club being back is going to be thrust back into the world title picture and I guess that's you know that's where he belongs he's still one of the best workers yeah. in the company so this is this is just really like you said to help Ricochet get even more over uh, I just I just wonder once Ricochet is done with this uh, feud who is the next challenger for the U.S. title which because like, probably the, the raw the raw mid card. Not as strong as a SmackDown one, right? Yeah. Like if you could just compare it. Um, I like, mean, I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll end up just dropping Corbin down. Yeah, that's um, true. And putting him in the U.S. title, or or like they can even put like Strowman or Lashley. Like that'd be an interesting like one. Like if they did Lashley versus Ricochet, I think that's a contrast of styles, and I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of a murky murky picture after this after this feud for Ricochet. Uh, now that you're talking about that he needs friends, like the only two people that come to mind for me, to me, are Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> oh, I'd be into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm into this. Uh, this stable. So yeah, uh, I mean, like Ricochet is kind of a nerd. Like, any, he, he. I mean, I would assume like Ryder and Hawkins get along with him really well. So I just paired those three up. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we just need to find out if Ricochet is into like wrestling figures because if he is, that's their gimmick because. Ryder and Hawkins are huge like action figure nerds. Uh, I watch a lot of their stuff on YouTube, listen to their podcast. That's literally just all about fi- action figures um, and mainly WWE figures. So if Ricochet's into that, like, and he that that faction would be super over. Like, they, oh yeah, those guys are um, you know Hawkins Ryder are internet favorites, um, and Ricochet is already just a favorite in general. Uh, and again, like, wh- who's it hurting? That that's just no. my my, my question yeah. with like storylines just. Does it hurt more than it, you know, than it helps? Uh, in this case, probably not. It's like, it's like, look, it's likely not going to happen because this is just, this is just, you know, wrestling podcast fantasy booking. But it, on from our perspective, it makes complete sense. So I mean, it makes sense, and it gets it gets them back on TV. Like they haven't been on TV in forever. Like it gets them back on TV. It allows people to, it, and it gives Ricochet some backup, uh, and, and it gives you a, a pretty solid babyface faction for for Raw. Right, uh, something to work with. Um, so we'll we'll move on really really quick. Uh, we'll just pick these. Like we don't need to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to go into these just because they're they don't really mean much. Strowman versus Lashley. I think Strowman goes Strowman, over. Strowman, yeah. Revival versus the Usos. I totally forgot this was fucking happening. Well, they just I think they just made it a, a title match recently. Like I think okay. yesterday. All right. Um, Revival. I don't fucking know. Uh, Drew Gulak versus Tony's uh, Gulak. I Gulak guess. retains, and yeah. I'll say I'll say the Usos actually s- s- take the titles. Like the, I, I when was the last time the Raw tag titles were on a freaking pay per view? By the way, like this will be my one thing on it, and we can move on. But it's those tag team titles need to be revived. <laughs> no pun intended. Real, real bad. So I mean. When they're not on, the, when they are on a pay per view, they're always on the pre show. Like right. they just have no cash in. This just, might uh, be on the pre show. It and, is on the pre show. Like uh, it's. But these these tag teams, these two tag teams are actually legitimate tag teams, and they're fun to watch. So I hope that they put on the main show and that you know give them an opportunity to really shine. And I, I I'm going with the Usos. So, I mean, 
they'll probably do that. Sure. All right, let's pay some bills. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> great transition. <laughs> I mean, the, the king I of transitions to talk about. For that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's let's pay those bills um, and let's take a break to chat about our friends over at ShipStation. When you're selling outside, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders, no matter what you're selling. Amazon, Etsy, your own website. You, you might run a wrestling t-shirt company. Who knows? ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. Right now, Blue Wire and the It Doesn't Matter, what your podcast is called, listeners, can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. That's B-U-L-E. There's absolutely zero risk, and you can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click the microphone at the top of your homepage, and type in BLUE. That's B-L-U-E. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter the promo code BLUE. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Do it. <laughs> wow. That was aggressive. Yeah. That really, was very aggressive. Really so. good exclamation <laughs> point to, uh, to stamp that ad read. Uh, but that's going to transition us real well into the feud of the week and we actually have two separate ones here so i'll I'll let you lead off here who is your feud of the week for uh this week so this was going to be ricochet and aj and then kevin owens just came out of fucking nowhere and dropped a pipe bomb this (laughs) uh tonight on on smackdown we're in a crew extreme rule shirt by the way yes and and really just went directly for my heart and just said everything that is on the minds of wrestling fans everywhere and basically gave the big fuck you to Shane McMahon, and I loved every single minute of it. I forgot who made uh, this joke on Twitter, but it was like he basically took, like his script was basically just listening to all wrestling podcasts and combining right? everything that people had said and then just spit it out. But yeah, I, I sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it was no, echoing. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I love the fact that they cut Mike twice. He found a different mic every time. He ended up taking <laughs> Byron's heads, Byron's headset, yeah. uh, and continuing his promo. He called out the wrestlers that are not getting time, which is something everybody complains about, um, and also complained about like nobody wants to see more Shane McMahon. So big ups to Kevin Owens. Big ups to whoever wrote that shit because it was awesome, um, and. I hope that they continue this, and maybe it's it's a short feud that they can they can carry forward to SummerSlam. I don't know what they're going to do with this because Shane seems to be feuding with just about everybody. So, I mean, it is kind of like what the hell are they going to do with it? But like for tonight and for this week, I, I can't say anything other than Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon is the feud of the week. No, so I, I everyone knows I'm a big fan of K, Face KO, right? Like that's just been I, I, like I obviously big fan of KO in general thought think his, the work that he does as a heel also phenomenal but uh, you know i i thought the work that he did as a face is just it's just refreshing right just gives him a different twist to like who he yeah. is um so first of all awesome like echoing everything you said with with the pipe bomb was uh, was incredible <laughs> the uh, the irony in this is that ko is he's probably he's doing such a great job as a face and like starting to build this feud with shane obviously he stunned him at the end of smackdown tonight um 
the irony of what he's, you know, everything that he was saying with, you know, Shane taking people's shine is that now that he's done this, it's going to keep Shane in the spotlight even yeah. longer. So it's like, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword. And at the very least, if it's if it means face KO and KO cutting promos like he did tonight, like, I'll take that. And maybe this is, maybe this is the feud that takes Shane off his high horse all of a sudden. And he's just not on TV anymore. Like, we can only hope. Um, because again, we don't need the authority figure anymore. Like it's it's kind of a dated no. thing. Um, like Triple H and Stephanie have kind of gone off, and I'm sure they'll come back once they need them, quote unquote. But th- like they've, this Shane thing has been it's been bizarre, and I'm glad that they, at least in some way, are aware of it because they let KO cut this promo. But <laughs> I just hope it's not much longer than uh than, than you know what it is. Yeah. Um, my feud of the week. A little bit on the lighter side is uh, our guy, Drake Maverick, and his wife, <laughs> who, by the way, <laughs> has become, like, a star. Definitely. Uh, you know, just, uh, <laughs> first of all, like, I, I, do you know who she is? Is she, is she part of the wrestling world? Like, Yes. So she was actually in the Mae Young Classic. Oh, uh, right, right, okay. She, she might have been in the first one. I don't know her name off the top of my head. I'd have to pull it up, but yeah, she was. She's definitely a wrestler, uh, and, and definitely somebody that's been in the wrestling community for a while. Um, and I think it shows in the work that she's been doing in the promos. Like she just understands the business. Right, right. I think it'd yeah. be. I, I think it'd be extremely awkward if it was somebody that didn't understand the business and didn't realize that, like, basically, your life <laughs> is part of the job now. So, yeah. like. Uh, I think that would make it, it even really funnier though, off. because right now it just seems like he keeps taking, like he's taking her to the arena for their honeymoon, and it's just uh, that aspect of it is even funnier. But um, to to kind of just wrap up on my point here is just it, it's been so entertaining to watch like the content that they've been producing, uh, you know, both online and and on TV. With you know, he keeps covering her face with the 24-7 belt. He keeps talking about how they haven't even consummated their marriage yet because he's too tired from running away <laughs> from people. Like, they really, really saved uh, what could have been a disastrous title and what started off really, really rocky, right? Like, uh, I think that is... You can't really... It's hard to argue that. Um, yeah. Hard to argue, argue against that, I should say, but they've really, like... Drake Maverick, uh, uh, Truth have really brought this thing to uh, to a new level, and and they've they've re- they've reached like I feel like it's a different type of fan, right? Like it's it's the internet wrestling fan who these are the people who love the elite and and you know are watch all these indie shows on YouTube. So it's 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 a very it was a very smart play by them, and uh, for two guys who were who weren't really doing anything uh, to become legitimate stars is is is, is crazy. Yeah, I, I think that what what they've been doing at the twenty four seven belt is just top notch, and and it continues to elevate it. And I think it, it has created two stars from practically nothing. So uh, huge, huge, uh, big ups. I, I lost my train of thought there because I've just been <laughs> thinking about what they've been doing. Uh, just big ups to both of them. Um, we can move on to our news and notes. Uh, I, I mean. Our, our lead off of news and notes was was Drake Maverick on his honeymoon. I mean, like you said, it was just incredible content. Uh, everything that they posted was was top notch. The photos of the belt in front of the wi- uh, his wife's face, everything. Um, I'm not going to speak on it too much longer, but it, it was just I, I I can't recommend it enough. Go out of your way to go find stuff on on uh, either Drake's social media accounts or WWE social media accounts and just watch it. Uh, it, it is quality quality programming. Um, Moving on, there is a rumor floating around that Shane McMahon may have the WWE title come SummerSlam, or at least come 
God. SmackDown going to Fox. Yeah, that that is so kind of two points here, which is you know with with Ko talking about how he wanted this to be or he he wants to end this reign of Shane being around, um, and these reports of him just winning the title like be, until what could be October, like if that's when, that's when Fox is moving to or sorry when SmackDown is moving to Fox, like that's just crazy, and for him to be the guy if he's the guy who takes it off Kofi, like. Come on. God help us. God God, help us. Like, at least make it Joe uh, or or Brock. Like, make it someone legitimate and not Shane. It, I mean, I have a feeling this is where they're going to go. I mean, if you think about it in the sense of, like, what they want to do in the long terms of making it Roman versus Seth to kick off SmackDown on Fox, it does make a little sense in terms of, like, that's your biggest babyface against what you are considering your biggest heel. So it makes sense in the business sense of things. But, like, when it comes to, like, just completely giving the finger to the internet community, like, the internet wrestling community, this is it. Like, if you put the belt on Shane, God help us. Like, the internet's going to be a fucking cesspool for uh, for WWE takes, I'm telling you. Wrestling podcasts awful. will be – they will have a lot of content, a lot of shit to talk about. I mean, so I'm kind I of, mean, like, from a self – from our from our show standpoint, I'm actually kind of hoping it happens. That would be a, a big stand, thank you. Right? Yeah, from a stand standpoint, like, I – I, it's my worst fucking nightmare. So I really hope it doesn't it doesn't happen. Uh, the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, they've signed new long term deals. I think it's like was it like a five year deal to stick around, something um, like that. Yeah, and which is which is great. And um, it's obviously they reformed the club with AJ, um, and they they needed something. They were toiling in like obscurity, obscurity for yeah. like the longest time like it was from even when they signed right like they made that big impact once they came they you know they had a couple of tag title reigns and all of a sudden they just disappeared they kind of went between smackdown and raw and like i, I couldn't even tell you what show they were on for like yeah. the longest time but now that the you know the club has been reformed that's obviously been you know a big wrestling uh hit um so it's it's i'm, I'm glad that they are kind of now back uh, back where they belong, which is with AJ. Um, I think it elevates the three of them just from a, uh, you know a personality and a storyline standpoint. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy that they got their they got paid and that they are staying. They have stability in their lives. I, I like the fact that they are back with AJ. I would not mind if they got Finn involved too and really oh, just hell like yeah. reformed Bullet Club within the WWE. Um, I I know that there was I, I want to say the Young Bucks had posted something on Twitter where it was like. It was like a, a notepad, and it had things like to check off for, I think, All Out. It was from the and, latest episode of The Elite. Okay. <laughs> it was just like the opening cut. It was the and like, notepad, yeah. And the last lines of The Good Brothers, and it was crossed, <laughs> crossed out. out. I, was like, yeah. I was like, shit, man. If they were like really potentially going to AEW, that would have been something. But like, I'm happy that they have stability in their lives. They, I mean, they're, I'm pretty sure they're both at the stage in their careers where all they really want is just like – to be stable whether they're on whether they're on tv or not and like the fact that they are in a a pretty significant feud and part of a faction that is going to elevate them uh is only a good thing so um yeah it's and we can move on to the report that the wwe is actually now really looking at the 18 to 34 demo when it comes to monday night raw it seems like that should be an obvious thing um, but according to, to Fightful, this is something that they are actively pushing for and actively focusing on in the in the Paul Heyman era of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense, especially with AEW now in the mix, and that's who AEW is targeting, right? And, I, you know, the PG era w- was what it was, and this kind of is a, it's a small nod that it, it is over. 
um, which is which is great because that means they're going to challenge themselves to do other things. Um, and like again, you know, everything that John Moxie said in his you know <laughs> his his podcast tour was that you know his hope was that it would push all wrestling to become really really you know at the top of its game and if, if this is the new direction like this this is just where wrestling is right it's it's no longer like the kids are still gonna watch it regardless um yeah. it, like that's proof of the attitude era like we were we were kids when we were watching that and like it's carried on um and it didn't like mess us up too bad <laughs> watching I mean, just a little bit violence. just a little bit yeah, yeah just a little bit uh you know we're now doing a wrestling podcast <laughs> all these years later but um it just it's just a smart thing to do um and like 18 to 34 that demo is just kind of always from a media standpoint that's who everyone targets right like uh, I'm that's just, the money. That's the that, money demo. That's the like, money that's, demo. That's it. Yeah. I'm just glad we're still in that demo. Like I. <laughs> I mean, I'm almost. I, I'm, I'm almost out of that we, demo. We're so almost like, out, man. But like, as long as we're still in it, like I'm, I'm feeling good. <laughs> it, I mean, we're getting dangerously close to being out of it, but like. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do think it makes a lot of sense. I, I feel like this is something they should have been doing ages ago. But I mean, it is what it is. I think you can tell in that first episode of Paul Heyman's reign of like, okay, yeah, this is a little bit more edgy and there's a little bit more of like, there's a little bit more substance and it. it makes you want, it, 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 it's carrying you through the three hours rather than you like drag an ass through the three hours. I think they took a little bit of a step back this past week and a lot of, I think they fell back into a lot of their, their old tropes and a lot of the old things that they did. Um, hopefully that, that doesn't become a, a thing where they, it's like it, it fluctuates each, each week. I would like some sort of stability there, but uh, being able to focus on that uh, on that demo and, and have a little bit more edge to their product is only going to be a good thing because, I mean, we've all been complaining about it for years. That it's just – it is uh, soft like Charmin, like Kobe <laughs> Bryant yeah. would say. Um, there you go. Yeah. All right. And, and moving on to probably the weirdest bit of news of the week, Alberto Del Rio will fight Tito Ortiz in a cage match for Combate <laughs> Americas. What? Oh man! The fuck? <laughs> Wasn't the last thing I read about Del Rio was that he was starting his own wrestling promotion and he was, you know, he was saying all these, all these, all the right things about how he's going to get insurance for all his wrestlers because you know most wrestlers just don't have this, this kind of stuff and he was really advocating for all these, you know, positive things for wrestlers. So this just kind of came out of left field and this is this is um, admittedly more kind of in your lane just because this is it's going to be. This is going to be like an MMA fight, like straight yeah. up, right? So um, it's it's a little weird, and uh, you know we were talking about this before we hopped on, but Del Rio does have uh, an MMA background and MMA experience, and both or how many times has he done it? Once or twice? Like it, it's, he's actually so I of note, like he has some he has one really noteworthy MMA fight, and that was in Pride. I want to say back in 2003, he actually fought Mirko Krokop, who's one of like the greatest MMA heavyweights of all time. And he fought him wearing a luchador mask. And then he got his face kicked off. Um, <laughs> but he actually has a pretty solid record. He's 9-5 and five all time in MMA. Um, he's fought a lot of cans. Um, so, I mean, it's a pretty padded record. Um, this fight is not going to be close. It's going to be lopsided. But I'm going to watch the shit out of it because it's going to be like a fucking like sideshow that I'm I'm not going to be able to turn away from. I'm excited like, for I your watched, Twitter that on that night. Oh man, <laughs> it's going to be like me on like with like six white claws deep. Yeah, yeah. And like just letting loose Twitter takes about like this random ass MMA card because like if there's like there's one thing in this world that's like like that really gets me and it's like really like sideshow MMA. That shit is just like injected into my veins because it's <laughs> fucking crazy. 
Um, that and like probably like deathmatch wrestling because like it's just bonkers and it, like makes no sense, but I enjoy watching it. Um, all right, last thing we we have to talk about before we get into our hot takes. We need to make some really, really, really quick fight for the fallen predictions. We have that this week. AEW has a, a really like a, a really good show uh, that is a benefit show um, this weekend, so we can just run through this card really quick. Um, we have Brandy Rhodes facing Allie in a singles match. I, I'm pretty sure this is going to be Allie going over. Cause yeah, think- Brandy doesn't need to win a match. Period. She's, exactly. she's the brand office, chief brand officer. So. <laughs> Uh, Kenny Omega versus Chima. I, I think you put Kenny Omega here yep. over. You can't have him lose before All Out. Yeah, they need to build him some momentum before he faces yep. Moxley. Uh, Cody and Dustin versus... Oh, another... I mean, you could have Mox come out and just cost him the match. That, that, could, that too. Um, Cody and Dustin versus uh, the Young Bucks. I think you put Cody and Dustin over here. Yeah, I, and Dustin doesn't have a lot left in the tank or, or a lot of time kind of left like in the wrestling spotlight, so I think they're going to give it to him while he's still around. Like A loss for the Young Bucks does nothing to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Uh, Adam Page versus Kip Sabian. I think you put Adam Page over Page, here again. Easily. Yep. Let him ride the momentum. Weird match here. Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela versus MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears. It's weird because MJF and Sean Spears are, are feuding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, so they're on the same team, but yeah. like it's going to be weird. Also, like the Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, Joey Janela team is just fucking weird. Like, are they just going to be like taking random bumps, like and taking crazy bumps? Like Darby Allen's probably going to jump off the top of the ca- or top of the ring onto the onto their apron again. Jimmy Havoc's probably going to staple something to somebody's face, and Joey Janela is probably going to sit in the middle of the ring and smoke a cigarette. Um, Enzo, also, Enzo Amore is going to uh, cost them the match. <laughs> oh man! So that's Get some a Blink One Eighty Two revenge. Jesus Christ! So at a, if you guys haven't heard, Joey Janela and Enzo Amore got into a what is what Joey called the worst fist fight of all time at a Blink-182 concert. I want to say either tonight or last night. Uh, so Monday night or Tuesday night, if you're, whenever you're listening to this, uh, which is super weird. Um, for one, like what, them fighting at a Blink-182 Blink concert just blows my mind. I, was, thing. I wasn't aware that Blink-182 was still putting on shows. <laughs> like, no disrespect <laughs> to Blink-182. They, uh, they got me through, you know, my, my formable years as a middle schooler, but, uh, th- like, oh, and also it drew Enzo Amare and Joey Janela. Like, yeah, they can, like, these guys what? can still draw. I must have like, respect. The what the hell? It's, it's like, it's really weird. I mean, anything that Enzo does is just fucking it's odd and it makes zero sense because that guy a clown. is he is a clown he is a clown show so um that being yeah. said enzo if you want to come on the podcast we uh we got you no fuck that he, <laughs> he does not get an invite we'll, we'll play some blink 182 <laughs> as your leading music little all the small things and uh we'll, we'll have a good time um all right and the last match uh for fight for the fallen is socal uncentered versus lucha bros this is actually a really good match oh yeah uh i, I think you put the lucha bros over here um, I I think that's that's another team that they're trying to build within that tag uh, division. So yeah, put this, Lucha Bros over. I think it's a coin flip, but I mean it's probably going to be Lucha Brothers. I wouldn't be surprised if they put SoCal Uncensored over, uh, just because like I, they are going to be one of the the stable tag teams um, out True. there, and like Lucha Bros already have a you know there's they have some tag title belts on them. So again, a loss wouldn't necessarily um hurt them. Kind of like in the uh, same thing with the Young Bucks. So I think it can go either way, but uh. My pick would be SoCal Uncensored, but you're probably right in that Lucha Brothers are probably going to go over. You want to make a burrito bet on that one? Yes. Done. All right. Down. All right. (laughs) It is time for the best segment of the show. It is time for the White Wine Hot Takes. White Wine Hot Takes. All right. Kicking off 
Uh, mine, I, I think I've talked about this before, but I, since we are coming up to Extreme Rules, I just want to reiterate that if you're going to have a themed pay-per-view, every match on that card should be that style. If you are having Extreme Rules pay-per-view and you have a random singles match that has no like stipulation, why? Why are we doing that? Why are we having a, a regular like tag team match at Hell in a Cell when we can have a tag team match in a fucking cell? Why are we not? Why are we not having like every match at TLC with either ladders, tables, or chairs, or all three? Like every every match on those cards should have should be part of that stipulation. No, I'm I'm with you. It's it's always been kind of weird that you know like we have extreme rules this weekend. I want to say like one there, or two matches are extreme rules, but which ones? Like the fact that we can't even point to it off. I think Braun versus. Top, like that, versus, yeah, that one isn't that one like a street fight or something like no, that. No, that one's Last Man Standing, which is oh yeah, which is basically. I mean, those matches suck. I mean, they, come on, those suck. Yeah, the ten count. <laughs> yes, but like so, like to your point though, like none of these is actually classified as an extreme rules match. Like I'm, I'm going through the card right now, and literally none of them, like none of them is classified. I'm sure that maybe it'll get added later once they realize they haven't added an actual extreme rules stipulation to any of these matches, but. Off top, like, and looking at it, none of these are. Yeah, and I swear to God, if they end one of these matches in a disqualification, I'm going to lose it. Oh, f- yeah, we can't have this. No. That, of all the, like, we, I love the Attitude Era, but of during that era, there was a lot of DQs and a lot of countouts during that time where I was, even as a kid, where I was like, what the hell is happening here? So they, they can't do that anymore. No, and, like, so I'm just asking the WWE, like, if you're going to put on a, a themed pay-per-view, just have every match part of that theme like what's wrong with having a, a a women's hardcore match or like a tag team match in a cell or i don't know like a wlc match i mean we had a wlc match a couple years ago it was entertaining <laughs> like can we do it again sure like let's fuck it let, let's just have every match on the card be part of the stipulation please i like it man that's a uh that's a great why one hot take mine's actually a white claw hot take tonight uh i finally caved after you and yoko kept uh talking about it um but mine is that i think rickish so we kind of touched on this earlier ricochet like needs he needs a mouthpiece or he needs to be part of a faction because look for everything that he's amazing at which is obviously his in-ring abilities like he's he's easily one of the best in the world He's not that compelling on the mic, right? Oh, like, no, he's awful on the he's, mic. He's, like, even... So, uh, two examples that really stand out to me aren't even um, mic stuff, like, on TV. It's just... And you can tell he's not that comfortable because I listened to his interview on the ENC podcast um, and, you know, the Edge and Christian podcast, and obviously Edge and Christian are, you know, two of the best ever um, on the mic, and he, he just kind of, like, shied away from it. He just – he's one of those guys who just kind of repeats what you say and then puts his own spin on it, you know? Yeah. Um, and then he, there was another uh, another instance was watching him on, I think, the – what's that show on WWE Network? I think it's called, like, Dinner for Three. Yeah. Um, and it was him, uh, Adam Cole, and Johnny Gargano, which is actually a great episode because they have all these – uh, they have the three of them have a lot of history together, so that was kind of interesting. Interesting to watch to watch how they've the three of them collectively have grown from the indie scene to like where they are now. But he just doesn't seem comfortable talking, right? And maybe that's that's like his. That's fine if that's your lane. Like not everyone is great on the mic. Not everyone's going to be the Rock or Stone Cold on the mic. But to you need to have some skills, right? You you need to you either that or you need to cover that up by putting him with other people, right? Like yep. I know we were kind of 
jokingly pairing him with uh, Hawkins and Ryder, but those guys can they, those guys can at least kind of talk, right? Like they're it's, it would, they have it would some cover, personality. Yeah, it would cover up a little bit of his uh, which you know a little bit of his weaknesses, which are Mike skills. So um, I, I just think they need to pair him up, like if they want him to be. You know, an uber star. Um, obviously, like I know Heyman's a big fan. I'm not saying pair him with pair him with Heyman. Like that's that's never going to happen. But they got to do something um, and just kind of to to, to elevate him to a, an even bigger star. So this is kind of an interesting thought that I'm I'm having like kind of in real time. Is it's like what when was the last time that you saw a face with a mouthpiece? Like I can't remember the last time like a face a baby face had like. Uh, a manager or anybody that kind of like spoke for them. Like it always feels like it's, that's a heel situation. Yeah. Um, bec- I mean, I think the closest, I'm, I'm trying to remember even like the closest one, like in, in recent memory, I can't think of it. I know they kind of teased Heyman uh, going with Roman. And I think a lot of wrestling Twitter was fantasy booking. That is uh, how that would have been a heel turn. Right. Um, like, Heyman's not a face. Like, they can't make Heyman a babyface. So, He's a heel. I mean, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe this is just kind of an institutional thing where it's uh, it, it can't happen with a face. But I feel like it almost needs to just with, it, I, with I, him. I, I, it, I it, totally it'd be get different. it. It'd be different. Yeah, I totally get it. Like, he just doesn't have the skills. Like, he's super cheesy. Like, I, yeah. if you follow him on social, too, he's, like, super cheesy. Yeah. Uh, and that's not – I mean, I'm not knocking the guy. I mean, that's his personality. It is what it is. Like, it's just, like, when it comes to his character and, and trying to get it over um, on TV, it just doesn't work because it just doesn't seem, like it, – uh, it doesn't seem genuine, at least in my eyes, because, like, it just feels like he's being fed lines and he's reading it. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't have, like, his natural personality doesn't shine through. Um, and he, by all accounts, like he has everything else, right? Like he has the in-ring oh, charisma, like even like, the facial expressions, the way he sells, even when he like when AJ hit him with that Styles Clash off the middle rope, and like just his face, like how he was literally he he was putting on like I'm a knocked out, like yeah. blacked out face. Like he's really really good at all of those things and all like the little things that we we want these guys to be really good at. But it's just this little thing that they need to just tweak. They need to because again, like if if Heyman and WWE in general has big plans for him, like Seth was never like he and even still he's not super super compelling or that good on the mic. Like he's not on that tier one level. But he's good enough for like all right, like I can I can buy it right. And you're he's good when he's a, he's good when he's a heel. Yeah. He's not good when he's a face. But like I, I think if you were to turn Ricochet heel, it would be like you wouldn't nobody would fall for it. Nobody would find it believable he, at all because his face looks too friendly. <laughs> exactly. Like it's just not it, it wouldn't work. Um so he does I, I totally agree with you. He needs to work on his mic skills, try to find something that he can tap into when he's on the mic that just makes him a little bit more compelling. Because right now he's really vanilla when it comes to his mic skills. Uh in the ring he's fucking like A plus. And he might have just he might have just missed the window for um, someone in NXT to help him because now Road Dog is down there, right? And that's Road Dog's main thing is to mm-hmm. help these younger guys and girls as they come up to develop their their on mic personas. Uh, because Road Dog, by his own admission, was never super good in the ring. The way he got over was by his super charismatic ways on the mic. Yep. And like it, just in wrestling in general, like yes, the in ring stuff is important and um, it's probably more important now than ever, but the thing that draws people and that makes you a star 
is the is the mic stuff and the and the storytelling. So he's yep. he's just missing that. That's it's it's a small component, but it's a very very important one. Yep. All right, let's wrap it up. Um, make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Doesn't Matter Pod. That's Pod with a zero. We will be live tweeting the uh, Extreme Rules pay per view this weekend. Uh, we may even jump on a little bit in in uh, live tweet. Uh, fight for the fallen. I, I know there's an evolve show this weekend too that's going on. But I, I want to say there's a the lot same going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, but we'll definitely be uh, around Sunday night to to live tweet Extreme Rules. Uh, so make sure you follow us there. You can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. And you can follow me at Jeremy A Loss. That's J E R E M Y A L O S. I don't know why I spelled that out for everybody, but hey, <laughs> it is what it is. And please, please, please subscribe and rate the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts. And wherever you get your pods, just subscribe. Follow us. If you're, on, if you're a Spotify person, you can just hit the follow button. Um, but please, 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 and thank you so much for all the support. Uh, shout out to Blue Wire for, for being our home. And uh, it's, it's going to be a very, very busy weekend, but we are very excited for, uh, for what's to come. So we'll talk to everyone next week. Later, guys.